The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast classic music reviews presented by iv creative it's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective you could be anywhere listening to anything but you're right here with us so we thank you with you today is yours truly b cox and with me i have the crew comprised of these fine gentlemen around me to my left we have my boy Dominique, aka Cousin Damo, host of the Raw Sex Podcast. You can hear it on Podbean, also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. To my right, we have my boy DET Dave. He is the host of Ground Rule Double Podcast. You can actually catch it on Facebook on Monday evenings and also on Friday evenings. Check your local listings as to when they go live. And to my 12 o'clock in front of me, we have my boy Jason, J.O., uh, hip-hop connoisseur from everything from the west to east south and everything in between pleased to have you gentlemen here with me again as we have another edition of the vault to go through yet another classic album and of course the premise of the vault podcast is to review albums and classic albums 20 25 and 30 years after their release and today we have yet another good one one that is fresh in our consciousness even after all this time we're talking about the debut studio album of the artist formerly known as Most Def, <laughs> now known as Yasin Bay, but back then he was known as MOS Def. Black on Both Sides, released in 1999 on the iconic Raucous Records through Priority, released on October 12th, 1999, 20 years ago, a runtime of 71 minutes and 21 seconds, executive produced by Most Def himself. Other producers you see that contributed to the album, of course, Diamond D from DITC, Geology, 88 Keys, the classic DJ Premier, Ayatollah, D. Prosper, Ali Shahi Muhammad, Psycho Les, DJ Etch-A-Sketch, and also David Kennedy, the producers who had offerings on this album. Most deaf, of course, one half of the great hip-hop duo, Black Star, the other half being Talib Kweli. This was coming off of their debut album, Black Stars album, Most Def and Kweli are, released in, 19, released in 1998, the year before. And as you know, since then, both Most and Kweli have done a number of solo albums and projects. Yet we're still waiting for another Black Star album, even though they did announce earlier this year that they would be doing a collaboration and it would be produced none other by than by Mad Lib. So we will keep our 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 eyes peeled for that one when it does come out but black on both sides gentlemen 20 years ago today 
the debut album of Most Def, and goodness, what is a, a good one. Here we are 20 years later seeing that the evolution of what Most Def went through, not just as a rapper, but then also as an artist, as a creative, as an actor, and then also as an activist, this was the beginning of a lot of it in, in terms of his journey venturing away from, from Black Star and making his own path. So we're going to go around the table and start talking about this classic because there's a lot to unpack here from this now 20 years later. So we're going to start around the table, and I'll start with Dave to my right and ask from him your first reaction when listening to this about 20 years ago, what you took from it back then, and even now listening to it recently in your review for this what your lasting impression was of listening to this album, even after all this time. Flawless victory. <laughs> That's what I thought back then. The album was so important to me that I didn't even have to listen to it a second time. I remembered it. Yeah. Because I had it on repeat and on my Walkman mm-hmm. back in high school. I remembered this joint. Like, it was it's timeless. Absolutely timeless. Uh, the production was dope. The guest spots were few, but they were impactful and just the production was just just amazing so you know just flawless victory to me we were in at the same place at the same time 20 years ago when this came out and i knew that you know when you used to drive if you didn't have either a car with a cd player in it or you had the adapter with the disc man (laughs) (laughs) this is how long ago we're talking now we're yeah we yeah, we're old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, so we're going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> but oh well. during that time, this was one of the, I think, three or three or four CDs that I kept on me in, in, in that car at all times because it was just that dope. So just to speak to that. Jay, your first reaction when hearing it that many years ago, um, what you took from it, and then what you take from it now after re-listening to it and coming up in the review of this album. Man, 20 years ago. So Lincoln in 99 was freshman at Lincoln University, like around some – Plenty of New Yorkers like that kind of open your eyes as far as the other things that appreciate about the album. But even before getting with them, it was just flawless. Like, you know what I'm saying? My man Dave was saying, like, and one thing I took from it, I mean, I kind of heard it then, but even more so now, listen to it while I'm older, like the level of consciousness along with the lyricism. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of, it kind of, I kind of got to feel like, you know, he kind of picked up where Native Tongues left off. Like, he could easier fit into that mold like, as far as like the MCs that were in that group then. So again, listen to it now. I mean, I have a greater appreciation for it. And honestly kind of feel a little bit, kind of almost like, like feel a little spoiled. Like, dang, like, like we didn't know how good we had it back then. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? In terms of like, cause I mean, it's almost to the point you kind of took like great lyricism, great uh, album, great lyricism, production, everything like that for granted. So fast forward to now and the things we hear currently, it's like, Oh man, we should appreciate it more, even though thankfully, you know, we still have it to go back and listen to. So um, that's just, you know, some of the things I think about when I hear the, the last impression had on me. Indeed, we definitely had it good back then. And I, I think we didn't realize just how quickly the tides were going to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damo, your yeah. reaction when listening to it tw- back then and, and what you took from it and what you take from it now after listening to well, it more I'm gonna recently. Take you a little bit back off of what he said. He says it on here where is hip hop going? Yep. And where the people going? He did. And people became jokes, and hip hop is jokish. Yeah. Jokish. It's still, we don't have as many lyrics as we did back then. It was mainly lyrics back then, and then it turned to beats, and now it was more beats and hooks. Yep. So, mm-hmm. get a good hook, you good. You get a Drake feature on a hook, 
you money. You get a breezy on a hook, you money. Yep. It ain't really about the lyrics no more. So back then, 99, you know, Bowie High School, Bulldogs. <laughs> um, yep. This was a good lunchroom topic, as Brian said, on another episode. And, of course, Again, another PJ reference. He looked like most deaf, so of course he <laughs> 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 I, had I had to go get my brother's brother album. But the, the lyrics then, you they really resonate today. You can hear it, like the futuristic of it being now in the lyrics. Like, oh, yeah, this sound like the day was going on. Right. So, yeah. This this was, and, you know, shout out to our boy PJ, who was Wherever you uh, are, PJ. A most mm-hmm. deaf doppelganger. I mean, that's who he, he pretty much was almost most a spit, spitting image. All the girls wanted him because he looked like most deaf. Yeah, to the to the cornrows mm-hmm. and everything. And he was a rapper, and he had the backpack thing mm-hmm. going on. The only thing he didn't have was a chew stick. That was it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that was our boy, man. We had great lunch table conversations, man, because that's, to me, I think even now, and that's what I thought about when I created this show. I wanted sort of to recreate that environment that I had because that to me when I listened to it when hip hop was pure or at least your feelings about it were pure Mm. you know at its purest with me it was literally Tuesday it came out when if not that Tuesday everybody went to get it after school by the time we sat down it got no not even by the time we got to the lunch table by the time everyone's get stood up in the in the hallways and the lockers before we got to class I remember I passed my boy Anthony and our boy Justin and their crew and who they they were a part of. Um, they were part of 46 Lane, the rap crew that was in mm-hmm. Bowie afterwards. I passed them. They was like, yo, have you heard the most joint? I was like, you know, I just listened to a little bit of it. I ain't listened to all of it. And they were like, yo, that thing needs about seven mics, right? Because it's like, this is how dope it was. It was just so orga- organic. Then by the time we got to the lunch table, when I sat down with, Chris and with PJ and with Damo and with Jamal and eventually later talking on in the day early on the day with Dave, it was across the board. It was almost unlike anything that we had heard in regards to this type of hip hop. That's how dope. That's how dope this was to the, as you said, Jay, the consciousness and the things that he was saying, the gems that he were dropping in these lyrics to the production to when you needed to bring it on a track, like do it now, you know, with Busta, he brought it. And the concepts, I mean, so many different things that after listening to it that you catch and you are amazed at just how awo- just how awake most deaf, most deaf was back then, which, Pace. of course, he's and still remains past awake. But um, but even after listening to it now, you look at a lot of the tracks as a grown man listening to it. And I can appreciate it that much more because it's almost like he was telling the future on a lot of these things. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of the things he said back then were prevalent then, and they're still... Especially on that New World Water. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, oh, look, did you see this coming? Like, yeah. he's, hey, you can't drink the water, but they want you to wash your feet in it. Yeah. I was like, hold up. Yeah. America, America's wasted on some leisure shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll get into quotables, because goodness, there's a bunch of them on this album. Production-wise, I was amazed at some of the things. Of course, to me, um, it's funny that he did this album coming off the Black Star album. There's not a single track on this album that was produced by High Tech. That, to me, is one of the most surprising things about this album is that High Tech did not produce a single track on this album. But great job by Diamond D. Great job by 88 Keys and Psycho Les and a lot of different other producers like DJ Etch-A-Sketch and Premier, of course. You know, only had one track on here, but goodness, the track he dropped. (laughs) Ridiculous. So that's how dope it was. So we're going to get now into the highlights of the album, Black on Both Sides. 
And so I'm going to have to ask you to limit your highlights because we know there's many of them on here. So I'm going to start with Damo. So your highlights on the album of the the tracks you listened to, what were your your immediate highlights? Umi Says. I love Mm. Umi Says. Some people don't like it because he was singing on it or whatever. But I think the way I hear music now, not probably then I probably wouldn't have felt like, oh, Umi Says. But now the way we hear music, Umi says, I'm like, oh yeah, I love Umi says. New World Water, like I said, known that. Mathematics. Oh, I love mathematics. <laughs> and of course, Miss Fat Booty. Miss <laughs> 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 Fat Booty. Yeah. In the video. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jay, your highlights on the album. Some highlights, of course, Miss Fat Booty, you know what I'm saying? It was a dope joint, you know what I'm saying? Like the cruise who chills who whatever. Um Got just like the beat, and I, I, I overlooked the fact that Ali Shahid Muhammad, a producer, I was like, damn, like, because it kind of captured, like, I wish his sound would have got bigger, oh. I, like, like, because I love those type of beats like that, you know what I'm saying, that aura mm-hmm. gives to it, for lack of a better term. Um, Umi says, mm-hmm. yeah, man, just that baseline is just crucial, yeah. but yeah, like, um, Umi says, and then, um, yeah, New World Water, and then Mr. Nigga, that one, <laughs> yeah. like, cause, and I, yeah. I guess I get into that later as far as, like, you know, why I rock with it. But, um, yeah, those are my highlights. I probably can go on, but I'm going to yeah. just chill there. Like, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Dave, I know it's hard, but try to just give us a few highlights, bro. <laughs> uh, Lord. This is about to be uh, a two-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, Fear Not a Man, the intro was dope. Yeah. Uh, hip-hop, got mathematics. Umi says, I like love, too. It's hard trying to come up with just five, but yeah, it's just, well, more, you know, less than five, but those are my highlights. A lot of highlights on this album. For me, my highlights, uh, Hip Hop, the second track, which is produced by Most Def and Diamond D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speed Law is one that I think a lot of people don't mention that often, but when you think about what the message in that song is, it's like goodness, you know, metaphorically talking about a car, but then thinking about people's lives. Mm-hmm. Do it now with Busta Rhymes to me. That was that was another that was one produced by Mister um, Khalil uh, on Do It Now. That was a great. I love that beat that was on there. New World Water, Rock and Roll, which was oh, a fan. Wait, no. <laughs> oh wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, I got I got to interject. See, this dude here, Brian, uh, in ninety nine two thousand, we're about to graduate, right? So every when we would get when we were together. I always heard him saying, Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is he saying? <laughs> like, where is he coming from with this? He just, he always. <laughs> Chuck Berry <laughs> is rock and roll. He's always saying this. So I'm like, so I'm listening to the album. I'm like, oh, that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. And, and, if, and, and rock and roll is a, it's sentimental to me because that's the song that me, Brian, and Anthony, our friend, we listened to that going to our graduation. Yeah. And we just yelling this joint out the window. <laughs> People's like, what the hell is up with them? Like, we just listen to it. Like, Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. <laughs> and when they broke that beat down, when they broke that song down, and most just started going, I'm like, man, get your punk ass yes. up. <laughs> that, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, but rock and roll, one of my... The great things, Umi to me, Umi says, has to be one of my favorite most tracks of all time because it's kind of like you would think it's the track that you would, if you were to think about if a rapper was going to sing and do a serviceable job of doing it. And then the message, of course, in Umi says was great too. 
I mean, that to me is like you could play this now, and I still love listening to Umi Says. And, of course, math- mathematics, because the message in that song, yes. my goodness, you know? <laughs> my goodness. And it was a premiere track. Brooklyn was another one of my, uh, my highlights as well, because that was a, a song that was broken down into three different beats. Yeah. And he used three different beats to pretty yeah. much big up his borough, to big up Brooklyn. And the way that he did it with each one of those beats and the thing that he took was just awesome. Um, that second stanza was dope. Yeah. So the second verse, absolutely. So those are our highlights, man. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of them on here. It's kind of hard just to pick a few. So that's the reason why we have different portions of the podcast that we go through to try to get perspectives on some of the different tracks so we're gonna move of course into then and now listening to it back then now where if anything is different has changed so we're gonna look at what's your favorite track that was then what it is now has it changed and if it has what was it then what is it now and then of course also any tracks that you slept on that you appreciate more now that you didn't back then so i'll go ahead and start with jay on this one and uh basically to see if that has changed what was it then? What is it now? Or if it's changed at all? And then also any tracks that you may have slept on. Um, okay, so I mean, back then and now, so I was still saying Miss Fat Booty, Umi says, I wouldn't say I slept on it back then, but God, I appreciate more now just because, like, this off the fire production, the fact, like, you know, it just stands out. And even, like, the verse, even when you break down, like, the bars of it, mm-hmm. and, like, even, when the, even and as it got more knowledgeable about Brooklyn, like the kind of the line that kind of makes me laugh is like when he was like some girl in the pink house says she likes you a lot. I'm like, dude, do not take your ass to pink house if you want to make it out alive. <laughs> you're welcome to go, you're not welcome to leave, bro. Like don't even <laughs> Indeed. Like that just has setup written all over it. And yeah. um track I more so appreciate now I would say Mr. Nigga, for real. Like, you know, especially with like all the current events as of late. I mean it's just that much more relevant now. I did want to add like, you know, I was saying, like, you know, just overall, the album, I would say it's prophetic in the sense, like, he produced, he predicted, like, the era of the fiends, and then, like, you know, Big Brother, especially the line, you say hip-hop went from um, selling crack to smoking it, like, and now we in the era of fiends, everybody's on lean, molly, pills, whatever, so, yeah, those are the one, you know, those ones I would say, like, you know, when I think about the ones I appreciated then, but also appreciate now, because it wasn't anything I really slept on then, per se, but you know, those ones just popped in my head. Damo, what about you? What were what was if your favorite song then, and has it changed? If it has, what was it then, and what is it now? And of course, um, songs you may have slept on that you appreciate more now. Umi says was my favorite song then, and Miss Fat Booty, of course. Mathematics and New World World Water is ones that I really relate to now, and I understand them more now than I did then. You know, you kind of close when we in high school. You don't really know what's going on in the world. All you care is about all this. Close schools and grades just a little bit enough to be there. But when you listen to this, you ain't really thinking about how to, what's going on in the world. And then when you listen to it now, you're like, he saw this in 99 and it's 2019? Right, yeah. Like, it's like you so, what you, what you got in the, the teleporter machine? And one day it came back to let us know? Yeah, in particular for New World Water. It, it, to me, a lot of that stuff was going on back then, but the crisis when you have when it, around the world, especially in these third world and underdeveloped countries as far as the scarcity mm-hmm. of water. And we'll ha- I'll have a little bit of a conversation about that. Cause Even I actually want water bag. Yeah, you know, and exactly. They be telling, like, I Flint. The b- water bag Flint. in Newark. Yeah. They, can't, they can't drink their, their sc- in public school. They can't drink their water in public schools in Newark. Yeah. Can't do that so. in Baltimore either. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll actually, because I actually want to talk a little bit about that portion of the album as far as like what he called out that's more prevalent more so now than it even was back then. 
Dave, uh, your, like I said, favorite song back then, if it's changed, what was it then? What is it now? And of course, any track that you appreciate more now as you listen I was to it. I was a gang star, dude. Mm. So anything that Primo touched, I was a fan of. So I love mathematics. Rock and roll, like I said, was of sentimental value. These days, it's got. Got was absolutely hilarious to me back then, because <laughs> I'm like I'm listening to it. I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, he's saying stuff that you know you can't do, and it was just like, wow, like yeah, this is true. I would say New World Water. I thought New World War was funny back then, because it was just like it. Just, it just seemed like it was it was like more comical the way he was doing it. But as I got older, I started to understand what he was talking about. I'm like, wow. That cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it was the only person who heard try it. Try it with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it was, it was, yeah, New World Water was definitely ahead of its time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. So for me, my favorite song back then. Probably what I have to say on this album was probably, I would say, between Mathematics and Umi Says. Um, now, I'd have to probably say my favorite track on here is probably Mr. Nigger. And I played it a lot back then now, but as you said, current events help shape my narrative nowadays. And a lot of that things that he talked about in that one, it's just like the same stuff going on 20 years later, and it's much more prevalent now because of the internet. And because everybody has cell phones, you're capturing every single incident yep, that you media. possibly can based on that. The song that I definitely slept on a little bit was Climb with Vinia Mojica, who, by the way, underrated, man. If we want to talk about songstress of the 90s, who definitely would cite hip hop tracks, one of the most underrated ones out there is Miss Vinia Mojica. She blessed so many different, not just raucous tracks, but... Helter Skelter. Yeah, Helter Skelter. De, De La Soul. Yeah, De La Soul. She also did a track, which is one of my favorite Pete Rock tracks from Soul Survivor. The first album, his debut solo album, was uh, mind-blowing with Pete Rock. And I, I loved her voice on that during the hook. So the fact that most... We found out during the, well, in other albums too, but we really found out on this album how vocally inclined he was to not just rapping, but then also to singing. Mm -hmm. And he isn't the greatest singer in the world, but he could turn, take a track and it'd be a, it'd be a song to be like, okay, all right, most I see you, you know, you, you doing the thing on this track, man. So Climb to me was interesting because that was sonically very, very different from a lot of the songs that was on that record appreciate it a lot more now especially being into music and into the different aspects of music that i was into so uh, so i just kind of i guess i want to kind of break into what we just talked about not too long ago the things that were called out on this album that are prevalent now the different themes that came out and i sort of kind of go down the line and get everybody's reaction to it we talked about of course um got which is one thing that we've all sort of mentioned as far as like how um <laughs> Yeah, how pretty much you can you can get got on different type of things, <laughs> right. and as grown men, I think we can appreciate now mm -hmm. the fact that five of them are one of you that equals got to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. and, and how aware you need to be, and how it can be somebody very close to you can be the one that will that will get you. You know, <laughs> situations that you're not expecting much to happen is be the ones that get you. If you're unaware, this is what can happen to you. 
a girl to get you real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But some, some of our generation know better because most deaf told us. I mean, no, <laughs> right. No, no. My most mob deep told mob us. Deep told oh, us. Yeah. Never go see it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to know from then. And that was on two tracks on mob deep. One was on, one was on um, uh, the infamous. The other was on hell on earth. Yeah. Like, so you tracks. supposed to know better from being from our to be careful. Though. I said, yeah. It was crazy, man. You could th- think about the, the, the type of things he was talking about, especially on speed. You know, he was talking about as far as like trying to make sure you slow down, you know, slow down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Speed laws are out here. People are out here watching. You're going to smash your whole shit up being careful. Speed law was one thing that I looked at. Uh, we talked about only New World Water. And especially now, based on the fact that we have these crises, like he was talking about, of course, the things that was happening, how there was this premium now being placed on water. Like water should be something at a basic right for all human beings should be available and the water should be clean. It should be healthy. It should be drinkable. You should be able to use it to survive. Right. And now what we have is a lot of people in these third world countries in Africa, also in parts of the Caribbean and Central America and Asia that you don't even have basic running water. You know, my family's from Grenada. There's been times that I remember back back in the day that we would go and, you know, the water system wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have water for half a day. And I mean, it's, you had to go use and store up water to make sure that you had it to be able to do basic things like cook to, to take a, not necessarily take a shower, but to bathe, you know, to wash yourself and also to drink and the things that you had to go through to get that water. And just in case, if you didn't have it, now we're seeing it as Damo mentioned in Newark, in Baltimore, and the most famous case we've seen in the last 10, 15 years is Flint, Flint. you know, where people actually have been possibly damaged mentally, um, neurologically, because of the fact that greed, a move of greed by state and city officials to give them unclean water and have these people drinking this water that damaged possibly a generation of people. You listen to that now. Or two. Yeah, or two. You listen to that now, and it's just like, damn, man. Honestly, this is exactly what happened. Uh, to think about, and then to mention this, this, my parents are from Grenada. In 2004, Hurricane Ivan destroyed a good amount of property on the island. And there were water that they had actually donated from Trinidad, actually donated water to Grenada. And there were cases and cases upon bottled water. That water was meant to be given out to people for free. Well, someone, I'm not sure exactly which say, I'm not going to say it's the government or whoever else who did it. Those water ca- free cases of water were turned around and then sold to people mm. for money for somebody to profit off of. I don't know. Again, I don't know who profited off mm. of it, but mm. still, did. Yeah, somebody did. Um, rock and roll. <laughs> now, especially the fact that we all know as grown men now, we know what the origins of rock and roll were. Right. You know, when he talked about it back then, it was educational for me a little bit back then, not knowing music as well as I know it now. But even now, I find it prevalent because there was this thing when N.W.A. was going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. You know, Gene Simmons from Kiss came out and said that, you know, that groups like N.W.A. don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's when you had Ice Cube shooting back at them like, man, what you mad for, bro? Like, we started this thing. Like, you know, we, we, we belong in here if you belong in here. Another thing as well. Mr. Nigga, we talked about that, the type of things that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they smiling in your face and calling you nigga behind your back. Mm-hmm. And the type of things that will happen as you're traveling abroad. Like, what do you say? <laughs> Part of me, <laughs> some, my no. son will like your autograph. He said Rocky, listen to that one. Yeah, so it's um it's crazy. And then, of course, the ultimate one out of all of them is mathematics. Because you talk about the numbers that he talked about and those things, oh. and now you look at it, and it's just like, 
You knew why math what motherfuckers ass. You want to learn how to rhyme, you better learn how to add. It's mathematics. True words. But Young just if, can't spell, but they can rock. With the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. So I mean, just to, as if y'all want to talk about some of the things we spoke about it earlier, man, but just how how many things he talked about in this thing that you pick up now as grown men with wider eyes and being more aware that he picked up on that just kind of just catch you now as grown men. You know, it's it's crazy how he had that foresight. He had the sight then what we now have. You know, it's it's that's another thing that is why this album is groundbreaking. Sort of move on, of course, now to notable quotables. And there's a lot on this album. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and I'll start with Dave. What your notable quotables, <laughs> one or two, with how many you have. And what was that notable? What is that notable quotable? One universal law, two sides to every story, three strikes and you bidding for life, man and Tory. Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth <laughs> on the millennium tier. There was six million ways to die from seven deadly grills, eight year olds getting a fine with nine mils. Outside of AZ's Life's the Bitch verse, mm-hmm. I ain't never heard a verse open like that with so much truth. Yeah. Like that that right there was just like that's one of those things that you hear and you'll never forget. Yeah. Because it's so truthful. And it was just like magnificent with the way he did that. So yeah. That's but yeah, just like you said, it's just it's so many on this joint, but that that right there just jumped right at me. Damo, you're quote a notable quotable. Well, you know, it's from <laughs> New Water Order. That's it, got me going. Well, that's new. He's a new world order or new water order. I said, oh yeah, he off the hook. To avoid public panic and freakiness, let them know there are places where TB is common as TV cause foreign-based companies to go and get greedy. The type of cats who pollute the whole shoreline. Have it purified, sell it for a dollar twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Now the, the world, world is drinking, drinking it. it. Your mom's wife and baby girl is drinking it. Up north and south down so is drinking it. You should just go to your sink for it. The cash register is going to ching for it. Fluor carbons and monoxide got the fish looking cockeyed. I said, good Lord, what year is this? It used to be free, now they, char- now they charge you a fee. It's yeah. all about that cash money. money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh. man. And you think about it, we used to drink from the water hose. I didn't go in the house back in the day. From, right. the, from the water hose. From the right. water hose. Mm-hmm. Water, you turn the thing on outside because you didn't want to hit. If you come back in that house again, you're in trouble. You can't right. go back up. You're going to turn that mug and you read that right now. Right. Man. What are you doing? <laughs> what was our parents letting us do? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. True. Jay, your notable quotable. All right. This is off the track, Mr. Nigga. Bail me a second. Might take a moment. But, like, it was the third verse. He was like, you can laugh and criticize Michael Jackson if you want to. Woody yeah, Allen molested an American stepdaughter. Sh- Same press kicking dirt on Michael's name. Show Woody and Soon Yi at the playoff game. Holding hold hands. hands. Sitting back and just bug. Think about that. Would, Would he get, get the, the same death if his name was Woody Black? Black? OJ found innocent by a jury of his peers, and they've been fucking with that nigga for the last five years. Is it fair? Is it equal? Is it just? Is it right? Do you th- do you do the same shit when the defendant face is white? Like, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. I mean, especially like you think of the atrocities, like you know the whole thing with both in John and, yeah. and, and with um Tatiana Jefferson, which is just yeah disgraceful. But absolutely, like, I mean, I ain't even gonna get into like everything that would happen in mm. court with Amber Geiger, like you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised she didn't get her feet rubbed. During exactly. The change, right. Massage. I'll be crazy by the head. Like they did yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. So. 
Nah, never, you're I right. Never, I never thought in my lifetime I would see somebody replace Sammy the Bull as like top snitch, like, but Takashi did it. Yeah. Nah, you're right, man. Um, he got a record deal out of it too. Mm. Ten million. Right. So that deal real? Yeah, yeah. the deal's real. Yep. Ten million dollar deal. So it's mm. crazy how the how the industry has changed when if you was a snitch, nobody would touch you. And nowadays, whoo, man. So my notable quotable comes from the second half of the first verse of mathematics. It's like I got 16 to 32 bars to rock it, but only 15% of the profits ever see my pockets like 69 billion in the last 20 years spent on national defense. But folks still live in fear like nearly half of America's largest cities is one quarter black. That's why they give Ricky Ross all the crack. 16 ounces to a pound, 20 more to a key, a five-minute sentence hearing, and you no longer free, and 40% of America owns a cell phone. That's definitely gone up. Mm-hmm. So they can hear everything when you say when you ain't home. I guess Michael Jackson was right. You are not alone. Rock your hard hat black because you in the terror dome full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers, young teens in prison, greens facing life numbers. Crack mothers, crack babies, and AIDS patients. Young bloods can't spell, but they can rock you in some PlayStations. This news mask whipping motherfuckers ass. You want to learn how to rhyme, you better learn how to add. It's mathematics. I mean, so many truths in that in that verse. Just like, you know, 40, well, this is 1999, so 40% of Americans might have owned a cell phone back then. That's more like 99.9% of Americans. Let's say 95% of Americans own a cell phone now. And he said, so they can hear everything that you say when you ain't home. You know, 16, you know, five, they fought nearly half of America's largest cities are one quarter black. That's why they gave Ricky Ross all the crack. And this is before people even know who Rick Ross was. And we ain't talking about Rick Ross, Port of Miami Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. We're talking Ross. about the real freeway Ricky Ross. It was just crazy how he used to put this in his verse. Like Dave said, in mathematics, the wordplay in there was ridiculous how he put all these stats out there. Of course, I love the everything about Mrs. Fat Booty. You know, and the story that he told with that mm-hmm. about Sharice, you know what I'm saying? And uh, wordplay in that was crazy, too, <laughs> you know. And everybody, one of us, have probably been through some sort of scenario, or at least know a homeboy who's been through a scenario like that, where she wasn't really feeling you like that. Then all of a sudden, bam, you get your opportunity, a second chance, and then, you you know, mm-hmm. you went shorty, and then she turned out to be, you know, not who you thought she was, yep, you know. Yep. She she was about that life, but that there we are. And uh, so the quotables on this album, because most, one of the most skilled MCs, I used to love seeing the vintage videos of um, him doing these freestyles back when they used to have the freestyles in the park and, and before he was really out there and it was a, was a major label, st- was a label star and was a recording artist. And he used to rip those, those ciphers in those parks, man. But there a lot of quotables in here from, from a great, great album couple of things of course just to look at a lot of the samples that were in uh on these this album you had a lot of things one step ahead for aretha franklin which was the sample that we heard in miss fat booty mm-hmm. slow dance by stanley clark in hip-hop uh marcus garvey by burning spear on do it now which burning spear i listened to a lot of that growing up being where my family's from and my culture anyone who's had a heart by Dion warwick on know that which was but featuring talib Kweli was also a track we didn't mention but one of one of the good ones on here as well then Brooklyn, it was three different samples. So uh, we, we talked about three different tracks. Right. So there was "What Are You Doing for the Rest of Your Life" for the doing the rest of your life by Milt Jackson. That was the first part. The second part, "We Live in Brooklyn, Baby" by Roy Ayers, and then the third one, of course, "Who Shot You" by Notorious Big. Third verse, "Mr. Nigga, A Legend in His Own Mind" by Gil Scott Heron, and "Mathematics." There was uh, "Baby, I'ma Want You" by the Fatback Band, "Funky Drummer," on and on by Erica Badu, and then Angela Davis for the vocal samples. And then the last track, May December, which was done by 
which is sampled by Cool and the Jungle Jazz by Cool and the Gang, and then also Rocky ba- Rock Your Baby by Casey and the Sunshine Band. So great production work as well. But so, gentlemen, we've gotten to the point where we've talked about this album ad nauseum and how much it means to us uh, after 20 years after it's been out and how important it was. So this is the test, and uh, I kind of know how this is going to go, but we got to do it. This is the, the, the true test, the test of time. Is it certified? Is it borderline? Or is it just in its time? I don't know. We really got to do this. Yes, we do. No, we really don't. We really don't. It's going to be a We all agree. I think all the... It's the love that been, I haven't heard. I didn't even hear nobody say a low light. So, no. <laughs> so that lets no, you that, know. The, wait, wait. The like, only low light that I have, the only low light that I have is the Umi Says video with Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah, because yeah, if we want to talk. That was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the only thing that pissed me off. I said, damn, can we just keep this joint to ourselves? I mean, but, but the song was, I get the song was so universally loved that it was just like, yo. Yeah, I think like the, um, the original video was like talking about the whole Alan Gonzalez yeah. thing that was taking place yeah. at the time, but mm-hmm. like I really can't put, maybe can't put that on most or like Rockets, like you know that uh, with the whole Jordan thing. You yeah, know what I mean that's more, I mean it, it, maybe it, on it the gave it, it gave it more exposure. Yeah, you know, it gave and most more exposure, but it was just like damn, like yeah, and and Nike actually yeah. took the song when we says and made it into a commercial in the year two thousand. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that, and that's when famously. The I want black people to be free turned into I, I want, want all, people all people to, to be free. free. <laughs> I was like, yo, for real. Like, come on, Nike, you can't take like, the song and then on, change man. it. Like, you know, put an alternative version oh. in it, man. But right, yeah, matter of fact, I remember um at Morgan, like Aaron Magruder, he was at our school. He was yeah. talking about that part. I was, I like, was there. Oh, he was, oh, yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, damn, sure did, didn't they? Like, yeah, <laughs> Aaron Magruder met you, and that's when I actually went back and and tried to pull up the copy of the on the commercial, and I was like, damn, you know what? He was right. They did do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a certified classic, man, because this is an album 20 years later. You can see how important it was. And it spawned a long career of most. And you see he would come out with things such as The New Danger. He's also in a number of different movies, something the Lord made. He was in Brown Sugar. He was in Cadillac Records. The Italian Job. Um, the Italian Job. Love he's a, movie. you Love know, it. he's a, he started out in the Cosby Mysteries. Um, he was a very skilled, very, very skilled actor. Yes, he was. Um, Oh, and is. and um and you know he's gone through a bit of a transition here, but he still put he could still put out great music, and I cannot wait until this black new black star co- album if it does materialize and comes out, that's that's twenty plus years in the making, a new black star album, bro. Like seriously, it is, it is, and I'm waiting for that to come out. I really. I'm looking forward to it, and but I, I think that I think they'll bring it. I don't think they're gonna drop the ball. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, I don't think I they mean, will. Hell, we got we got little brother came out. Yeah, little brother came back. I mean, it's, it's time for little. It's time for Black Star to come out, man. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the day that that comes out, man, because that's it's it's well overdue. Bucket so. list. So, Black on Both Sides by Most Def. Make sure you go check it out on your digital platforms anywhere where you can find it. Please make sure that you listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet, and if you have listened to it, please go and listen to it again because it deserves. Another look once again. So that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host, Podbean, vaultcmr.podbean.com. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault CMR on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also, if you live in the DMB and you're looking to record a podcast, please make sure you check us out on IV Creative, at IV Creative on Facebook, and also on Instagram, I-V-E-C-R-E-8. That is on Instagram, and then also email us at I-V-E-C-R-E-8 at gmail.com. We'd love to be able to work with you. 
And if, whether you're an experienced podcaster or you're a somebody looking to get started without the box, we work with everybody. And of course, if you live in the DMV, we are mobile. So please link with us. Also, make sure you check out the Raw Sex Podcast with my boy, Cousin Damo here. Also on Podbean, Spotify, and then also Apple Podcasts. And make sure you check out Ground Rule Double with DET here every Monday and Friday evenings on Facebook. Make sure you check the listings to see when they go live. And my boy J.O., of course, lending his perspective here of hip-hop, as you always do here on The Vault. Just want to make sure that we leave you, that you always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. As we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.